What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC NBA Draft Talk. A little bit, we got to do little profiles of some of the top ACC players that are taking their talent to the NBA, as well as some super regional news as we have four ACC teams that are trying to make that College World Series get on that big stage and do all the things. So we'll talk about that here on today's show. On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? My name is Candace Cooper. Thank you so much for joining Locked On ACC and making your first listen each and every day on Monday's episode. We have Kenton Gibbs from Locked On Wolfpack joining the show, who is moving around and making all of this lovely noise here. But we are enjoying having him talk a little bit about some baseball and basketball today. Kitten, thanks so much for joining the show. Hey, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> That's all you got for us today, huh? You know, there is, there's, uh, <laughs> it's been a rough sports time in Raleigh for uh, a lot of teams, and it's, it's tough to muster good words and positive energy today. I'm doing my best, but sometimes <laughs> your best ain't good enough, and maybe that intro wasn't good enough, but we're here. <laughs> we're here nonetheless. <laughs> You know, it just be like that sometimes. As a reminder, we are in summer schedule, so we are only doing three episodes a week, but they will be three quality episodes nonetheless. You'll see a little bit of AJ Black, Jersey Drake, Kitten Gibbs, and sometimes JJ Jackson in the building. So I want you guys to be very aware. And also, summer questions, if you have any, please feel free to hit us up at KNC Cooper or at Locked on ACC to let us know what you would like to discuss as we get through this very fun period of having some really interesting conversations. So let's start here. Want to remind folks that baseball is in full swing, all pun intended, and we have a great time here for four ACC schools that will be taking their talents to the Super Regionals. You got Louisville, Virginia Tech, Notre Dame, and UNC. And so out of those four schools, I think that nobody necessarily thought that it would be those four of the crew, but nonetheless, some very powerful, strong teams that will have a really good postseason continuing. What are your thoughts there, Kenton? I mean, Miami not making it to a Super Regional is a little bit surprising. Um, but the, the teams that you name, you, you're talking about the ACC regular season champion, Virginia Tech. You're talking about one of the hottest teams in America in UNC, despite, you know, their coach getting frivolously tossed, which, you know, at this point, I would like to uh, sign a formal petition about the NCAA just keeping <laughs> his hands off of North Carolina college baseball altogether. Um, but with that being said, you know, these are these are teams that were solid uh, for a majority of the year. These are teams that either were solid for a majority of the year or were looked at at coming down the stretch, finishing hot. So it's not too much of a surprise uh, to see this group in. It is a surprise to not see more in maybe, but I mean, four to a super regional, four to super regionals are still, that's still an impressive number. Yeah. You mentioned Forbes from UNC, the head coach that was suspended for two games. And we all know that North Carolina has not been on NCAA's good list so far, but two games in the postseason in baseball, to me, that was quite surprising considering I you rarely see people get suspended, you know, in that sport. And so I was a little taken aback and confused as to why it w- it called for two game suspension. Not to mention if they lose, uh, I believe the first of those two games, they were going to be out, right? They, mm-hmm. they had to beat VCU twice in order to uh, advance. So I, Again, I think that everybody who saw that thought it was unnecessary and frivolous. And, and I'm saying this as an NC State guy. And again, how many times did what did I say last time I was on the show? 
Laugh, the same thing make you laugh, make you cry. Go ahead and laugh now. You're going to cry later. Because everybody was <laughs> laughing. Talking about, oh, the, the NCAA, y'all should stop complaining. It. Again, it's always it, it's, it's always funny when it's not your turn. But again, I, I have, I'm a firm believer in the fact that at the end of the day, uh, that was a terrible call um, as far as the suspension and all that. And at the end of the day, these gentlemen are trying to uh, win the championship and they've gotten to this level and they've gotten to this place and and to uh, do something that that virtually that greatly reduces the opportunity to do so off of something so minor is a little disappointing but uh, UNC prevailed anyway and he's back now so yeah and they beat Georgia and then they had to play they beat Georgia during the day the game ended probably like a five I want to say 435 and they had to play VCU at 6 p.m. So, like, the strength of baseball, like, the schedule is wild to me. Like, I'm learning more. I'm getting more into it given, like, the teams that I cover. But it's very wild how they have to come back and play full games, two in one day. Because, we know, baseball is long as hell. And then they had to do it again on Sunday and ultimately, like, put it away. It was, like, 7-2 or something like that. Well, baseball requires a different thing physically than what our sports require. Like, if somebody is swimming for two days straight, they're going to die. They're not making that. (laughs) You're not – that's not happening. Like you're yeah. at some point in time, you're you're done there. Yeah. Uh, football, you are not having, you're not playing two games in a day ever, <laughs> ever, unless you're Bishop Sycamore, of course, because then you know, <laughs> who cares? But oh uh, my god! In, in reality, you know, baseball is a sport where you're exerting yourself when you are exerting, but after that, you get a very long layoff where you should be focused, you should be locked in and ready for the ball to come your way. But you could be standing in the outfield and nothing really comes for an entire game. And that's just, oh, well, I just but played But still, standing on your legs, I don't know. Maybe I'm just old. But, like, standing for two hours, three hours, that's a lot on the body. No, yeah, okay. you're just old. You just, okay. The baby boomer in you is coming out. That's what that was. <laughs> you know, speaking of Bishop Sycamore, I saw a tweet. It was, like, name a scandal that just quietly went away. Bishop Sycamore just, like, quietly went away. Like, it was a, it was a thing, but then it wasn't. Did it though? Did it? Because I remember everybody was talking about their coach had a warrant, and then next thing you know, it was like this big uh, hoopla about how you know ESPN didn't properly vet him, and the third party didn't properly vet him, and yeah, it, it went it away. Just... But I don't know about quietly. I don't know if that thing. I don't know if it just you know everybody just woke up one day and was like, oh, Lord, Bishop Sycamore still exists. One thing that'll never go away apparently is the NCAA and their their deductive reasoning for poor decision making, and I just think that it's again wild how we still have these conversations about an entity that I'm just ready for them to fi- figure out their place and position in this world. I don't feel like it has anything to do with sports. I think they just need to be good, you know, when it comes to maybe giving kids money in terms of just helping mm-hmm. them with philanthropic efforts. But when it comes to uh, regulation and you know, dishing out penalties, they just, they haven't quite hit it yet. They're, they're not really doing justified things in my opinion. You know, I know that these words are are political buzzwords for many, but I'm gonna say them anyway. And this is this is something that we should bipartisanly be happy about: defund the NCAA, <laughs> abolish it, get rid of it, scrap it, come up with something new. Because right now, uh, in the words of Mike Leach, who again is ultra ultra conservative, he said yeah. it multiple times: we have a bunch of folks who are not lawyers pretending to be lawyers, and that's where we keep running into problems. Uh, with the NCAA. And and so, you know, I, I agree with Mike Leach. Nobody should be impersonating a, a job that you're not on a professional level 
for an extended period of time. It, they took lying on your resume to a whole nother level. You can't do it like that. That's just not what it should be. So, you know. And I, you're all about, you know, lying on the resume here. You will do that if you have to. If you I have would, to. I would not. I would okay. never. I would if you never. had to? No, my resume teach. is straight up and down. My resume is straight up and down. I'm a recruiter, nah, so the resume got to be straight up and down. I would teach the kids, listen, do what you got to do to get where you got to get. Well, everybody I mean, more, does that. Everybody listen, does it. More power to you, but but for me okay. and mine, we're going to go straight up and down so that, you know, you don't end up on the job. So you told us you know how to code and all these different, what happened? Um, I'm going to go ahead and head out. I'm gonna, y- y'all don't, y'all need to worry about me. You know what I mean? Oh, my Lanta. All right. Well, I want to get into a little bit of basketball conversation because, you know, of course, the NBA draft is on its way. And if you have not yet checked out the Locked on NBA Draft podcast, you're quite doing yourself a disservice. Now, BetOnline is your number one source for all of your betting stats and information. Find all the latest sports developments, news odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup, the NHL Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball, and more. BetOnline continued place for sports wagering info, live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline is where the game starts. So we're speaking with Kenton Gibbs here, and of course, we're talking about all things ACC, and let, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the NBA draft, all the early entry deadlines, all the things have passed, so now you're either in or you're out. If you pick your decision, Jake LaRavia from Wake Forest has decided to take his talents to the NBA, which was a surprise pick for me. Going to be doing a profile on him a little bit later, but we also had Trevor Keels wait till the 11th hour, make his decision. Now he joins all of his Duke teammates, so we'll talk about those. And Blake, Blake Wesley at Notre Dame, another surprising guy who decided to take his talents to the NBA, which I think, you know, there was not much more for him to do after Notre Dame's season. I think they had the opportunity to have a really good run last year, but then ultimately came up short. But, you know, I'm all for, you know, Coach, what's my guy's name? What is my – I see his face right now, but I can't call his name. A Notre Dame men's head basketball coach. You know who I'm talking about. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with we you We see there. his face. I see yeah. the beer. I, Mike. It's Mike something, right? I, I can't even tell you. I couldn't, Come on. Couldn't I know you. I know this. I'm seeing his face right now. He like he likes to have a pint of something. Anyway, it's all good. You need to say Blake Wesley is going to the NBA. I can't believe I'm having a brain. I see. I'm literally looking at him talk on doing an interview, and I can't call it. He had he was an assistant for you know Coach Krzyzewski, all this stuff. But Mike Bray, thank Mike you, Bray. Mike Bray, Bray, got it. Now all that I would love to play for Mike Bray, but you know of course if you got to get that money, get that money. And then your guy Darion Sebron has decided to take his talents to the next level. So let's start there. Darion deciding to stay in the draft, you know, giving all his you know talents to the pack. I was interested and I heard a rumor that, you know, he was just, it was time. It was time for him to go to the next level, do what he had to do. You know, there was nothing left for him at NC State. What were your thoughts to him deciding to stay in the draft? Well, folks who watch Locked On Wolfpack, you (laughs) knew this was coming because I told you, pack in the mail, the boy's gone a long time ago. (laughs) Um, All of my sources and folks that I spoke to inside the program said, you know, that was a, a foregone conclusion and a done deal. Mm-hmm. Um, despite the fact that his draft stock didn't see the same type of meteoric rise that uh, that uh, Jaquavius Smith did, the reality is, you know, when somebody feels like there's not much more for them to gain and they have that made up in their mind, that's that's just what they're going to do. And again, do I do I agree? Do I agree with his decision? Yes, he's a young man that's making the decision for himself. That's more power to you. Do I feel like there was more money for him to get if he came back? And even if he didn't stay at NC State, if he 
you know, decide to go elsewhere and, uh, you know, showed a really good season as far as shooting and playmaking in a, a situation where he was not asked to be the primary ball handler. Yeah, for sure. I absolutely think there was more money for him to get, but it is his life to lead. He is making the best decision for himself and his family. And, you know, uh, Wolfpack Nation is behind him and, and wishing him the best of luck because, again, there's – at the end of the day, there is – there is no convincing um, a player who has made up that this is what they're going to do. There's, there's no convincing and you shouldn't waste your time doing it. You shouldn't waste your time doing it. Um, Darren C. Brown's a great player, but coach Keith's got to go get to work in the portal. Try to now, now I heard a rumor, a little birdie say that Craven Smith, while he is not going to the NBA draft may not be coming back to NC state. I don't know. Where that little birdie came from, okay. And these, I'm just saying. And here's the thing. It. Here's yeah. the thing. I acknowledge birdies that are legitimate, right? Okay. Like when people were talking about the the Tommy White thing, I said, "Oh yeah, mm-hmm. there's some there's some credence there. There's some yeah. there's some real deal before you transfer, you know." Mm-hmm. To Quavian Smith, y'all got to be out your mind. Okay. The Why? young man, the young man grew up an NC State fan, mm-hmm. which is that is not something that you hear often. <laughs> like that's just. Let's just be honest. As a NC State grad, you do not hear uh, of, you know, superstar talents growing up NC State fans uh, through and through in this day and age, especially basketball players. Um, And with that being said, not only is he an NC State guy through and through as far as his fandom, the team is his. The keys are are going to be given to him. He's going to have the ball as much as he wants or does not want it. If he wants to come down – come off pin downs and, and, you know, to run floppy action and not have the ball in his hands and just be the guy who knocks down shots when he's open. He'll have the opportunity to do that too. So I, I don't really understand what the talk there is about, but. Well, apparently it was because the reviews that were given by coach Keats weren't as favorable in terms of just being ready. So maybe there might be a little rift there, but who knows? Well, and that makes sense because. Terquavion Smith was one of, if not the best performer at the NBA Combine. Mm -hmm. He jumped higher than anybody thought he was going to be able to leap. He uh, was the number one three-point shooter there in terms of uh, percentage for the three-point star drill. He put up double digits in both of the scrimmages that he participated in. He played really good defense, which again, everybody keeps pushing this narrative. They're like, oh yeah, Terquavion Smith's a great on-ball defender, where I'm like, what games were y'all watching last year? <laughs> None. I, and this is not to disrespect the young man. Does yeah. he have all of the traits there to be a really good to great on-ball defender? Absolutely. Long mm-hmm. arms, quick feet, all the things. I did not see a – I saw him show moments where he was good, moments where he was really good. I didn't see great. I saw great at jumping passing lanes. I yeah. did not see a great on-ball defender at any point in time. So – If he goes out and puts on a show that is unlike anything that Coach Keats had seen all season, of course there's going to be a difference in evaluate. Like, what are we talking about here? This ain't like football where the combine, I mean, it can maybe help you a little bit, (laughs) hurt you a little bit. But, like, you rarely ever hear, oh, this guy ran this fast, and so he was projected to go uh, in the middle of the back half for the fifth round and now he's a first rounder that doesn't happen that doesn't mm. and basketball you can jump up because 
nobody was talking about the Craven Smith seriously being a top 60 guy, a guy that they knew was going to get drafted for sure. All of a sudden, a few great days at the combine, he's going to be the 20th overall pick. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, so Coach Keith's wasn't the only one who felt a certain way about you, buddy. I'm sorry to tell you. But I, again, to Quavian Smith, there is a lot of uh, smoke and mirrors and all that. And, mm. you know, we're in the dog days of summer. They reduced the n- number of episodes we got to do for a reason. OK, <laughs> you got to find something to talk about. And this is it. This just feels like one of those things where it's yeah. like, eh, let's talk about something. Let's just talk the talk. And I'll dig into this more deeply and uh, report back to you next week as to whether or not I'll find any credence to this one. But Look at the moment, it. at the moment, I have heard nothing from anybody. And I got folks who call me when something big is going down. And I've heard nothing from anybody on uh, Jaquavian potentially. Well, you heard it there first. And then we have the guys from Duke deciding to go take their talent to the league. And as I mentioned, Wake Forest, Jake LaRavia briefly. But then you have Alondez Williams, who we all knew was going to go ahead to the next level. But with Duke... We're talking about the ACC and where that landscape of ACC basketball looks like and to not have your starting five and then, you know, Trevor Keels coming off the bench at times. It's very interesting to me how the dynamics is going to go. To me, I'm already saying if Carolina doesn't go ahead and do the whole kit and caboodle, why did y'all come back? But, you know, there's people who say, listen, it's pretty much wide open, wide open spaces. We know exactly why they came back. Come on now. Come on now. Just because the NIL deals was right? Yeah, well, okay, let me ask you this, okay? okay? Armando Baycott in college basketball, what percentile would you rank him in? Like if you say this many bigs, this much or this percent of bigs are better than him, what would that percent be? Mm, I would say like 10%. Do that for the NBA. What percent of bigs do you think would be better than him? Well, the big role in general in the NBA is not really okay. A what percent? Role. What percent would you say are better than Armando Baycott right now? How many would you say Armando Baycott goes to that team? He's a starter right now. Ooh, a starter? Yeah, he probably could go to Sacramento and be a starter. You know, it's crazy. I was just thinking. <laughs> that, I mean, the Kings, the Kings is a team that he could go start for. But that's the reality. That's the reality. That's I mean, the reality. He could probably be an Indiana Pacer. Well, is it Miles Turner still up there? Miles Turner is still up there. They got rid of Sabonis, okay. so he might be able to play the. Okay. Forward, okay. Though. Okay. Uh, if, yeah. But we that's were... that's my that's my exact point. That's my exact point. Like, the Orlando Magic. He could go do some with uh Mr. Anthony. No. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. The the Magic got the number one pick. Now, who do you think they're gonna go with there? Who do you think? Who you think if they, they go with Chet, they're silly. No, you think they, they go, go you with... think they're gonna go Ivy? You think to me personally, like I'm not gonna hold y'all after seeing seeing Kevin Durant, I don't I wouldn't go with tall and skinny and strong. Like I need someone who has long, like Kevin was good, but longevity, like everybody's not Kevin Durant is one of one. And I think that if you try to make skinny and really good shooter, dribble up that moment, he's gonna break his Achilles, his knee, his ankle, his hamstring bone, like all of that. Hamstrings on a bone, but you know what I'm saying. Like I just, I don't, I don't, I'm not with this tall, skinny, athletic guys. But in all fairness, I, Kevin Durant has had decent longevity. It's just that we're seeing him at the same time as we're seeing the guy who is at worst the second best player of all time go well into deep into his 30s. Like, oh yeah, this is all right. That's not normal. Like what Kevin Durant's arc is what's normal. Yeah, I mean that's. Like that, so. But I don't think I don't think Chet doesn't give me that vibe. So I wouldn't even pick Chet. I think I would pick Jabari. I would think I'd okay, pick well, I would okay. pick Paolo, who has I know for a fact has cramp issues before I pick Chet. 
All, all I'm saying is this, okay? I see this as a, a very simple, a very straightforward uh, situation here. When you're talking about why these players came back, at the end of the day, um, a lot of these guys came back because they knew there was more money to make coming back. That's that's the reality, right? All right, hold this up, hold this up, hold this up. Because I want to know, just off the top, when guys come back, do you still feel like they have a chance, you know, after the season? Are they still going to be in kind of the same ballpark that they were? But first, don't you love a chewy chocolatey brownie? What about a caramel chocolate brownie with caramel swirled on top? So good. What if I told you that you can have that chewy chocolatey deliciousness plus 17 grams of protein? You're in luck because caramel brownie bars are available at Build.com right now. And you got to act fast because you're because they are a fan favorite. Caramel brownie bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, like for real. With Built, you don't have to sacrifice tasty for health. You can have both. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So we got to pay the bills there for a second, but Locked on Wolfpack host Ken Gibbs is trying to really discuss with us here the fact that, yes, these guys are coming back for NIL money for one year, but then after that year, okay, you might be ACC player of the year. You still got to try and go to the league. You, st- you think they're going to be one of these, like Tyler Hansworth, like you have a really good college career and that there's not so much anything after that? Um, I don't think that's the case for all of them. I think okay. that some of them are in better positions to succeed than others. I'll tell you this. The guy that I think has the highest upside of that group uh, is not is not the one that many people would think. And I, I think many people would probably say Caleb Love is the guy mm-hmm. that – uh, I think the other guard, um, RJ Davis, RJ Davis. I think 100 agree. I think he's the guy that 100. If he can show that he can consistently be a floor general, a leader, and if he proves that he can score, he can create. Well, his for decision making is to me in a different level than Caleb off the strength. Like, well, sure. I, I, well, here's the thing: Caleb is the more athletic. He's the more explosive, and and so you know. A lot of NBA teams think, well, you give us the athleticism and explosion that we can refine that into what we need to make as far as the other parts go. And RJ doesn't have that. But here's what I am saying about RJ. It doesn't matter if he doesn't have the explosiveness, if he can find ways to generate offense for himself without it. If he is super crafty and finds a way, I talk about this guy a lot, but Andre Miller played in the league for nearly 20 years. Why? because he was just crafty. He played at his own pace. He controlled the tempo of the floor. He was a really good floor general. R.J. Davis can show that he can be that plus some as far as uh, shot creation in this season. He can show that. He can do um, As far as, you know, Caleb Love, I, I think that he has to be more consistent. I yeah. think that he has to, like you said, the, the decision-making has to improve. Yeah. Because whether you're going to be a combo guard, I don't think he's big enough to be a true two guard. So, you're going to be a combo guard at best. And with that being said, you need to make better decisions because if you're a guy who needs the ball in your hands a lot, if you're making a lot of bad decisions, congratulations, you just cost us the game. Like, that's yeah. that's the reality. Well, there. you're going to find yourself on a bench in the NBA. Like, when you're in college. No, you're you going to find yourself in Turkey. You're going to find yourself in Turkey. That's where you're going to find yourself. You're going to find yourself in, in uh, you know, oh, you're going to find yourself in Bahrain. That's, you know. <laughs> oh, don't where? worry about it. All right. Don't don't worry about it. Or is that real? Is that I, real? I believe so. I'm pretty sure that's a real place. I mean, <laughs> you know, if, if we making up fictional cities, if, if Bahrain does not exist in the real world, which I think it does, you're gonna find yourself uh somewhere overseas. You know what I mean? You're gonna, 
you're gonna find yourself somewhere overseas where they don't speak your language, where nobody puts ice in the drinks, and it's gonna be real hot for a lot of the year. Okay. Oh my gosh. Yourself? Well, excuse me, y'all, for not being an international hottie, but I do think that you know he has areas of improvement. But for guys who are deciding to go to the league, despite you know, there's probably plenty of money at Durham in Durham, North Carolina, if you wanted to stay and play for Duke. You know, Wyndham Moore Juniors of the world. You have the Trevor Keels of the world that are maybe not the most pertinent names in the draft, but certainly can find themselves in the league. But I think real quick you find out how talented and elite you have to be to make the league not be a, and be a lottery pick. And then after that, it's kind of just like, mm, you could make a camp, right? But even still, 12 people on the roster. It's not like football where you can find yourself on special teams and you can make a roster out of, off of that. There ain't so much you can well, so much you can do to make you know the draft, but apparently all the guys are going to get drafted out of that Duke roster allegedly. Okay, that's a real big allegation. <laughs> that's a real big allegation. <laughs> I would say for sure, Paolo, AJ, mm-hmm. and Mark. Mm-hmm. Those are the three that I'm saying are definite. Trevor is I, on the cusp. For sure, I, listen, I give you those. I give you those three as well. But some of those guys, mm, I don't know. I don't know. You don't I think don't Wendell know. Or going to get drafted? I I think he's got a shot. I think he's got a good shot at getting drafted. I listen. Do you think? No I think people. Do you think people get drafted off the strength of where they go? I, absolutely not. And that's that's what I think the problem is with Trevor Kills. I don't. I listen. He should have come got, back. He's got some skills. He's got some things, and you know, some people are predicting him as a late first rounder. I'm going to tell you this. We've seen it before in NBA that all of the experts have somebody going at one place and then they end up not getting picked. And Well, I, I think it's also difficult, so. again, when you have a plethora of guys at one place. You know, it's almost you too too much for your own good. Like, once you have all of your homies getting drafted, you kind of get lost in the sauce if you're not, like, a superstar. And that's just, you know, on your own team, let alone – in an entire draft process. So it gets really difficult because, I mean, when we look at the landscape of the NBA draft, there are a lot of good names. And then you don't even really factor in the international guys that are going to get those shines and opportunities, right? So I think it's yeah, going to be tough. International guys, guys who uh, forewent college, who decide to forego college to go to uh, the G League. Like, mm-hmm. again, I'm if I'm a basketball player, especially at a Blue Blood program, I'm gonna hang on to that unless I'm like a you know a guy that they know otherworldly. Right, yeah. Worst worst case scenario, you go at twenty. Worst case. Scenario. <laughs> if I'm not one of those guys, I'm gonna stay in college because again, you see to me, I'm like if I'm not top five, what like what's the rush? If I know I'm gonna get millions staying at a Kentucky, a Duke, a North Carolina, why? But why I, I don't. I don't think that that many teams have millions. Like I, I think that those teams that you yeah, name yeah. have a lot of money. But even five hundred thousand, like I'm staying for that. I'm staying for two fifty. I, I listen, and I I agree. Again, I'm not trying to end up. And again, no disrespect to the city. I'm not trying to end up on the Fort Wayne Maddens. I'm not trying to end up on the Fort Wayne Maddens. No, you know what. The people from Fort Wayne listening to you. Listen, much respect to Fort Wayne. I'm sure it's an amazing city. You know, I'm a Midwestern guy myself. I might want to stop through there sometime. I'm lying. I'm not stopping through Fort Wayne anytime soon. But, but, you know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, you go to the G League, and a a lot, I believe the majority of players on NBA rosters right now have played in the G League, and that's Mm -hmm. fine. But why would you want to deal with, you know, your – three bad days away from no longer having a job 
Like that's the reality of the NBA. You're legitimately three days away from three bad days away. You have a few bad practices, a few bad games in a row. You're gone. Yeah. And also, Bayron is a country. That is a, <laughs> or Bahrain. I don't know how to I may have pronounced uh, it wrong. It's a country in the Middle East. But okay. Anywho, we'll have to go visit. The fa- <laughs> Fort Wayne, here we come. Locked on ACC is going on the road, Fort Wayne. <laughs> I can't stand but, you. Right. Bring it on home. Bring it I, on. I, I, listen, I don't even got a passport yet, so I don't even know how to get over there. Anyway, Bring it on I, I say all this to say, oh in, in college, in college, they ask the question, what can you do? In the NBA and G League, they ask, what can't you do? Those yeah. are two very different scenarios. Yeah. You want to stay in the scenario of what can you do? You can bet on yourself and do the what can't you do, but that bet on yourself has turned out for every one or two success stories we hear, there are hundreds of players. Thousands. Thousands probably. I was about to say thousands probably of players (laughs) who they were so good in college and everybody who went to that college remembers them and they're like, oh man, he was the man. Mm -hmm. Where are they now? Working at Enterprise. That's, you know what I mean? My Kenton. You know, no, what? It, okay. See, I can't honestly, talk about Enterprise, okay. honestly, if you, while you slip playing, Enterprise has a great program for yeah, college athletes. They're a Fortune 500 company, right? That's a good, I'm not saying that's a bad job. I'm saying if you ask any athlete, which one would you rather do, be playing in college or working at a nine to five job? What, come on now, come on. I mean, it's pretty uh, nine to five is overrated. So anytime you get to play your sport as long as you can, I highly recommend. That's all I'm saying. That's that's <laughs> not a not. I can't talk about nothing on this show no more without people feeling. Like, I, listen, I'm not attacking nobody. I'm not saying nothing bad about nobody's country, nobody's city, nobody's job. I'm just saying that the, the okay. alternatives, the alternatives are staying in college, staying in the city where you the man. You the big fish in the small pond, as opposed to leaving out and going to be a guppy in the ocean with the sharks and the whales and the, you know, you you a plankton now. Like, come on, nobody wants to do that. We always appreciate the hot takes, Kenton. Well, thank you for joining us and giving us your rendition. Can you please remind these folks where they can find you and find all of your uh, opinions and thoughts? Absolutely. Wherever you are listening to or watching this, you can find me at Locked On Wolfpack. Uh, with that being said, you can also find my personal Twitter. Right here, TGIF underscore Ken. Please be aware that it's Ken the man, not Ken the sports broadcaster. So I'm going to talk about more than sports there. But yeah, that's where you can find me. No doubt about it, guys. Come back tomorrow as we are going to talk to AJ Black about the best teams in the ACC. Wildly, way too early predictions for ACC football. We're going to throw some things out there. You'll be surprised, I'm sure. For Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs, until next time.